And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. My public life is an American nerd. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, gang, I've got a, a special guest this week. Now, if anybody knows me, knows that I started podcasting back in September. No, no, it was in September. It was November 26, 2012. And the original show was called Sibling Rivalry. And it was with my sister Rebecca and her then boyfriend, Aaron, which then moved on to one of our biggest, and, and to this day, even though we do not record any new shows, it, it still remains one of the top downloaded podcasts on our network called Seeing Red. But anyway, Rebecca is, was I, I, not is, but was or will be. I don't know. She's she's always been a nerd, a comic nerd. Um, and I decided that since I haven't talked to her and we haven't nerded out in quite a long time, I'm bringing her back. All the way from the land of dreams, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ching, ching. Everybody give a round oh, of applause. To my, sorry, no. you're fine. To my little sister Rebecca Illich. Hi there. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> it is definitely not the land of dreams. It's more like the land of like homeless people and like shit on the sidewalk. But yeah, is it really bad? I mean, is it like San Diego? I hate bad? it here. I, I hate this place. I, I really, I don't, and like, because everybody thinks it's like the strip and like downtown is like, as I think Vegas is. Uh huh. That's only like a very small part of what Vegas actually is, and everything else in Vegas is a shitty. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you are new, like Rebecca, who's never even heard her brother's solo podcast, what we do is we get together each and every week and we go over everything that's nerdy. Normally I pick um, one movie, one cartoon, one comic book, and one TV show, and then a, a toy of the week. But this week, um, there's just I, I went through and I picked stuff that I think will be more open for debate. Because, like, one of the big things, and this is the reason why I brought Rebecca in, is normally we see eye to eye on things. But in the rare occurrence that happens, once in a great, great while, we disagree on something. And that is, this time around, it's the Joker movie. As where I'm, I'm not a fan. I mean, uh... Okay, before I get into my tirade, what did you think of the movie, Bet? I absolutely loved it. I want to. I can't wait to watch it again. Well, tell us, tell us. We've got an hour to kill, so let us know what. What are you thinking? Why I liked it? Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. 
the the one thing I said, like as I was watching it, like probably midway through the movie, I said, if a person has never had those type of dark feelings or been in a dark place, they're not going to appreciate this movie. Like, I just think that it was well written, well directed, and the way they just portrayed him, I loved it. Even though it, it wasn't was the Joker? I mean, that was not the Joker at all. For me, it was. I feel, like they, I feel like they took every Joker that has been in a movie, and they took aspects of each of those Jokers and put them together to create this version of the Joker. Really? Interesting. That's what I felt. There was a little bit of comedy. There was darkness, the craziness. I got a little bit of each Joker that we've seen in movies out of this Joker. And I like that it didn't have like CGI. It was just him, you know? Now, spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen this, but he was only the Joker for like 10 to 15 minutes. I think that was my big hang up too, is that, you know, they build it as the Joker, but he was only the Joker for like 10 to 15 minutes and then he gets caught and then he gets put in an Arkham. And then he doesn't have to make up. He's back to Arthur Fleck. What do you think? But he's leaving. Let's go back to be the Joker. I don't know. A lot of people were. Con- I know a lot of people were confused by the ending. They didn't understand. Like, oh God, people are idiots for one. Let me tell you. But a lot when I was in the theater, a lot of people were confused about the ending. Like what? I thought he got away. Why Why is he back? Where, where is he at? What is he in that place? He's in jail. I'm like, oh my God, shut up, people. Like, just go watch a comic book or go watch a movie, do a comic book, play a video game. God, I, I couldn't even take it. Seriously. I'm going to kill this cat, dude. I'm sorry. Pause it. Do something. Go away. Can you hear her meowing or no? Yeah, I can. It's okay. Stop. Stephanie Barty, who does the, the World of Myth bits. Um, mm-hmm. she has a cat named CJ who makes a, it was, it was kind of like the Cody effect, you know, it wasn't a podcast until Cody would show up. Same thing with her cat, CJ. It's not a podcast until CJ shows up. So our listeners, meowing. yeah, our listeners are okay with cats meowing. She's like, okay, I don't have a doorknob, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a hole where my doorknob goes and she's got her paw in there, like, trying to grab into this room and grab nothing and meowing with her head right there. She's irritating. <laughs> but, uh, back to the Joker. Uh huh. The conversation at hand. So just like a little story that I have to tell you, cause this it was unbelievably irritating. So we went on the, the discount night, like the, they had like Tuesdays, almost everywhere. Tuesdays, like a discount uh-huh. movie night. And we decided to go to the Maya Cinemas over here, and it's kind of like in a really ghetto area. So on discount night, and don't ask, don't tell me why they, they built this really nice theater. It's a nice theater. It's got like nice reclining seats, like the whole shebang, in a ghetto ass area, like really? North Las Vegas, off of like Civic or uh, Civic Center in North Las Vegas. That's a ghetto. And uh, so we went over there, 
And the theater filled, of course, every every discount day over there. Everybody that can't afford to go to movies brings, you know, their whole 75 people clan <laughs> and comes to the movies. So we first got there, there was like nobody there. I was like, okay, good, there's not gonna be a lot of people here. So I told Aaron, I was like, just sit in this other seat because they have a sign seating. So I was like, just instead of sitting right here, sit to the seat next to me on my um, right. I was like, I don't think anybody's gonna come. The movie's already started. Like, there's nobody here. So probably like. I don't know, 15 minutes after the movie started, like a family of like 15 people show up, half of them sit down on the front and another half come and sit by us. And I was like, damn it. Right. She's like, I think you're in my seat. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he gets up and scoots over. So this girl sits down next to me. She was, she was all my from the very beginning. Cause she was so afraid I was going to touch her. Like she was like leaning in the other seat. Like she had her phone. She kept playing with it, pulling out her pocket. Like she was just like, I was literally like leaning away from her because I, I want to give her space, you know, even though these are big ass seats, but she was acting like, like they're like old school f-ing seats from the nineties type small, but they're right. big ass recliner seats. So don't <laughs> ask me. But, uh, she's getting my nurse, get playing with her phone. And the whole time, just being annoying, talking to her sister or brother, who the hell sit next to her in Spanish the whole time, going back and forth. And then somebody was farting. And I think it was one of them. <laughs> It had to have been. It literally had to have been. I was farting the whole time. It, was, it smelled horrible. And I'm like, I told Aaron, like, you better not be farting. He's like, it's not me. I was like, I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. So they're sitting over there and they're like, they're like fanning themselves, like fanning it toward me. Like it's me farting, like covering their mouth. Like they're gagging and shit. I was literally so close to being like, stop. Like you're going to get slapped by me in like five seconds. Right. And so the end of the movie spoilers, which is not that much spoilers. Okay. So these people are so stupid that you know how it has bruce wayne as a little boy we all know bruce i mean anybody who's not completely brain dead knows bruce wayne is batman right 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 i mean you know that right i mean i'm sure of course you know that yeah so you know shows him in the movie as a little boy you know shows thomas wayne his dad martha's mom you know everybody's in there you know and at the very end when uh they kill the parents uh-huh thomas and martha someone's like oh my god someone sit next to me like oh my god that little boy's batman she goes shut up you're don't give out spoilers i'm like oh my god everybody <laughs> that little boy's batman i'm mind blown <laughs> uh, i'm not yeah they're like a stupid right so i'm just like i'm like this is unbelievable right they're like fighting over there like stop it you're getting spoilers away I'm like, give us spoilers away. I was like, what the f-? So, like the movie ends, right? And like people are starting to leave, and I'm waiting for these people to leave. They're not leaving. They're not leaving. So then, right as I start to walk away, I told Aaron, I said, "Oh my God, babe, guess what? That little boy was Batman." <laughs> and they're they all look at me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it because I haven't read a comic book in my life." <sighs> Aaron's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> I was so irritated. They're stupid, dude. They're so dumb. I'm like, obviously, you don't even know who Batman is. They, they don't know that Batman's Bruce Wayne. I mean, they only said it in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, right. Uh, that's it, why I will never go. And then, and the best part was right because I was talking shit as they were leaving. I said all kinds of. I was so irritated with the people. So when we go out of the theater, we go to get a refill, and they're like, their whole clan is like standing at the table, and they're like looking at us. And I'm like, what are they gonna say? What are they gonna do to us? Like, they're just staring at us, right? So we get our refill, and like. 
they're just like we're just like taking our time because there's a lot of people getting sodas anyways. Uh huh. They're just all sitting around this table like their whole clan of people, and we go to walk out of the theater and like they're just looking at us walk out and then like I laughed because when we got in the car like right after we left they left after us. I know they wanted to say something. They didn't have the ball because only adult male that was there uh-huh. was an old fat guy. There's no way he could have taken Aaron. So he's probably like, I'm not going to say anything. Because like, it was almost all kids. It was like, I swear to God, they had like 10 or 12 kids, these people. Mm. Like all ranging from probably like 8 to like 17. So they had a lot of kids. It was like a mom and a dad had a bunch of kids. And the dad was like old. He was like 50-something. He was fat, like with a cane. Like, what is he going to say? Not a damn thing to Aaron because he's afraid. But we just laughed because they followed us right out. Didn't say anything. I was like, Aaron's like, that's right, don't say nothing. Like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I'm sorry, but don't sit next to me and be obnoxious the whole movie and think I'm not going to say anything. And then you be stupid and saying, like, oh my God, Batman, I didn't know that. <laughs> they think it's like a whole other movie, like Batman and Joker in two different universes or what? Well, see, that's the thing that I, I feel that is going on is there's a, a modification happening and it started in DC and now it's going into or not DC, it started Marvel, now it's starting to go into DC, is that they're making movies for the moviegoer, not for the comic fan. So, I agree. So I think that, you know, because it, it's, it's, it started a while back. It's, it's cool to be a nerd. It's cool to, you know, to be a, a, into comic books. It's, it's acceptable. I mean, when we were kids, no, not so much. But, I don't even feel like a comic book anymore. It's just superheroes. Like they took the whole comic book aspect out of it and just made it like it's all about superheroes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I personally think now. And I, I think that it 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 opens the door for people that have like never read a comic book, and it is very irritating. It really is. And you know I get that, but my 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 biggest thing is how do you not know who Batman? I I just I don't know. They have Batman. They have Batman. Put they have put him out everywhere. Yeah. He's so mainstream, you can find anything Batman anywhere. You can probably find They've him in like like Pakistan. Movies. Right, yeah. They've got tons of movies. They've got video games. They've got merchandise here and there. To not know that freaking Bruce Wayne is Batman mind-blowing me. Like, why are you here? Why are you watching this movie? <laughs> you know? It was crazy to me. So, I don't know. I, I really like the movie. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're the guest. So I really liked the movie. I, I liked um, the outfit they did at the end. I don't know. I, I just liked the whole persona, the way they gave him, like the joke persona at the end. I really liked it. Am I just getting too old but and grumpy? Is that what my problem is? I think it is. Yeah, like I, I really liked it. I just the way that the story was told, I feel like it was like done exceptionally. And the fact that the guy that directed this was the one that did the the Hammer movies, like who would have thought? What movies did he do? Hangovers. Really? Yes. I did not know that. So I would have thought that he could have directed. I don't know. I, me and Aaron agreed with me. He was like, oh, my God, that's like the best movie I've seen in a long time. Maybe it's just I, I, I you know me, I always try to keep an open mind about everything. And Jay didn't like it either. Uh, it was just Jay and I that went. And um I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just too stuck in like comic world. I don't know. Cause I know I, and I, I openly accept that comic books are different from when I used to read. 
you know, well, I still read intermittently, but I mean, when I was a fan, you know, a hardcore fan, things have changed. Stories have changed. Dialogues changed. And I get that. I accept that. I mean, they even made Cyclops a villain. So I get it. I think that the issue is, is like this Joker is very real as opposed to any Joker that we've ever seen. Joker's always been like this. He's we all know he's like crazy. Everybody knows Joker's crazy, you know. Right. But it's more lighthearted, crazy, more funny, flamboyant, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we know him as like a flamboyant, crazy person. Like. So this is very like. To me, very real, like, but always crazy. And I really liked how they, I don't know if you know this, but you know how he does like this little, his little like, um, pose or whatever. Uh huh. He did in the video games. There's a, it's one of the fighting games. You see, I can't remember, but the Joker does like a, this is like that. I was like, oh my God, they added that in here. Like, I'm telling you, he took, the person that directed that wrote, wrote that. He took little parts of everything he's seen about the Joker and he added into this movie to make it like a realistic vision. That's why there wasn't any CGI. That's why there was nothing crazy going on because I think they they really wanted it to be like could be real, you know. Now could be a real person. I will give the nods to. Um, I it was they didn't make it like a syndrome, you know. Yeah. I wish they would have tied it in because in all other carnations. They they made the laugh his insanity that was his outlet through as to where they actually made it a syndrome. But I, I love that that laugh. He had that laugh down. I did I enjoyed that. And the other part that I really enjoyed that actually made me go, wow, was when the neighbor um was all in his head. That whole dance. And you realize that she yeah. was never there with him and it was just all in his head. That just made me go, whoa, that was a, that was a great spin. Yeah, it was. Also, like, I'm sorry, but I, I, like, I know I know you at least agree that that Joaquin Phoenix did like an amazing job. Yes. Yes. He as, like just in general, like I know the story, you don't necessarily agree with the storyline because it's not the Joker that you know. And I do get that. And I understand. I think a lot of people are going to feel that way that. This Joker's not the Joker that they know, but I, I'm telling you, if he doesn't win like a gazillion awards for this. He, did, I mean, I've always been a Joaquin Phoenix fan, and you know that, but yeah. he did an amazing job. He really did. He did so good, and like, like all the weight he lost to play that is insane. Yes, he was skin and bones. He was skinny, yeah, skin and bones. Like it didn't even look like him. He just looked weird, like. Because we're so used to seeing him, not fat, but, you know, with weight on him. Yeah, not he just literally like skin and bones. Like a little, hand, a little tiny body. Yeah. Well, that was crazy to me, but I just, I, I, and I, you know, that whole, I've heard so much stuff about this movie. Like, it was too violent. Me and Aaron are like, I wanted it to be more violent. Really? I more death and destruction. Like, See, yeah. I, I did feel it was, it was, it was not violent. Well, how do I say it? The murdering was – Lily just realized that it's you, so she's trying to get into the frame. <laughs> um, like <clears> – <throat> excuse me. When um, 
on the the subway, the the initial murder. I I just I okay, the two on the actual train that didn't bug me as so much as the the one running away getting shot on the stairs. That felt a little too real for me. And I know for Jaden, when uh, Murray, you know, uh, Robert De Niro's character, got shot in the face, and Jay, his interest, he's like, no. Because he knows that Murray is from The Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller's? Yeah. See, they actually, they, I will give him nods to that, too. In the comic book, which I have the graphic novel right here, the Joker comes out and kisses um, the, the doctor in the comic book. They took that scene straight from the comic book. And, but instead of uh, – well, he had the, the laughing gas on his lipstick is what it was. And then she, you know, she became morphed. And then he gassed the entire audience and, and Murray. That's how they all died. And that's what he was expecting because he kind of did his, you know how Jay does. He does his research with everything. Yeah. So that was his thing is that he was expecting them to get gassed, but not get shot in the head. And I think honestly, that might've been the first time he, he visually had seen somebody get shot in the head. But I think the, the idea of making them brothers, that would have been actually really interesting. It would have been interesting, but people would have been, as as stupid as people are, they would have been like confused even more. Like I'm telling you, people were literally confused about the ending. They didn't understand why he was in Arkham Asylum, and they didn't understand that. Like he was free. Like I don't get it. I'm like, what do you don't get? They caught him again, dum dums. Like yeah, they don't have to. I did you did you see the th- the thing they did uh, about Jared Leto? He was so upset about this whole movie. No, I mean I seen it. I actually seen on, but I decided not to pull it up. What what is yeah, he it? begged and pleaded origin story. And the fact that they, that they just went ahead, Warner Brothers went ahead and just did their own thing without him, like it broke his heart, I guess, because that was one of the things he was looking forward to doing, but they could never come to an agreement. And I'm sorry, but Jared Leto was okay with a good joke for the story of the Suicide Squad, but I wouldn't want to see him do the origin story, personally. No. No. I, No. It was okay. I mean, and I, I, we talked about. It, I'm sure. I'm th- pretty sure we were doing scene red when we seen Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So there's probably a review about it somewhere in the archives. But yeah, he was he was okay. Like you said, he was okay. He wasn't great. He was okay for what they were wanting to portray in that movie. He wasn't like you know he wasn't the best or anything, but he was okay. But for this story, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, no, this was, and I I tried to kind of think about it more as an Elseworld type approach. Mm. Um, you know, different version of of uh, the joke. You know, the funny thing is, and it just popped into my head. I mean, I did get a, a text message. I I, I kind of broke uh, our cousin's heart because I didn't like it, and he really really liked it. Um. And I kind of felt bad because I didn't – I mean it's – how do I say it? It just – it wasn't a bad movie. It was a solid movie. It was very good acting. It was very good directing. It was – everything was perfect. But to me, it just was not a Joker movie. There was no element of comicness into it at all. And it was like too you said, real for you. It was too real. 
And you have to remember too, and I, I did make this statement, is that I used to work a day, five days a week. And that's not a joke. That's for real. So yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, it felt too real for me, I think. But, I think it felt too real for a lot of people. It was like I said, it doesn't. It didn't have that that comic book superhero movie feel to it at all. That's what I liked about it. I don't know. I can't explain it. I just really liked it. Uh, okay. I am looking at our topics. I want to see what Rebecca and I are also big Jay and Silent Bob fans. Um. Oh, come on, load. And uh, I'm, I'm heartbroken because it's not here this year, this time around. They had they had it in theaters at for Tusk. Remember, we all went and seen Tusk, and we all went and seen uh, mm-hmm. Yoga Hosers, right? Mm-hmm. Jane Silent Bob reboot is not in the high desert, and I am heartbroken. Yeah. It, it, I knew they were doing it, but I didn't know it came out already. Or was coming out. I don't know if it's just me being older and, and seeing things in, in perspective or if if the weed has finally changed his his view as the author, but it, to me it doesn't it doesn't feel like a Jane Silent Bob movie. I mean I see Jane Silent Bob, but it doesn't have that quirkiness that you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. And maybe I'm missing it, and maybe hopefully I can find it somewhere, sit down and watch it, and say, "Oh, okay, it is a good movie." But I just feel like it's missing. Uh-huh. Maybe he's just become too mainstream. You, yeah, finally happened. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. Um, to the point of mainstream that he was actually okay. Do you know what AEW is? A-A-W? A-E-W. Uh, no? A-E-W? No. It's a brand new promotion. It's called – it's All Elite Wrestling, and they are they are wrestling and not sports entertainment. And they're, they're, they're building their, their brand to compete against WWE. And Chris Jericho – you remember Chris Jericho? Yeah. He is their big face. He's the world champion. And he does a podcast called, uh, was it Talk is Jericho? And he had Kevin Smith on. And then they did a, a re, you know, then he was on Kevin Smith's show. They, you know, they did a back and forth kind of thing. And they became friends. Well, Chris Jericho is. In the movie, Jay and Silent Bob reboot as a villain. That's all we know. He's a villain. So last okay. Wednesday – no, not last Wednesday. Wednesday before that. Um, yeah, because last Wednesday was yesterday. So the Wednesday before that was their first episode. They're on TNT, like old school WCW stuff. Mm-hmm. And sure enough – Kevin Smith and Jason Muse was on AEW, right? Uh-huh. This is a whole setup for the article I'm about to read, by the way. WWE banned Jay and Silent Bob after an appearance on AEW. 
So Vince McMahon actually banned Kevin Smith and Jason Muse from going to a WWE event, which is funny because if anybody knows Kevin Smith, they're not wrestling fans. They were there to put over uh, the you know their new movie plus hype their friend's new product, you know, with the the new promotion. Yeah. So let's see. It says Jay and Silent Bob are back with a reboot, and this included a stop by AEW Dynamite debut episode on TNT to plug their film. After all, Chris Jericho is starring in the new, new film too. Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho both appeared on the Rich Ernstein show, where Kevin Smith admitted that due to the appearance on AEW Dynamite, Jane Silent Bob's appearance on Friday Night SmackDown was canceled. So I guess they were going to actually be on SmackDown because SmackDown got picked up by Fox. So I guess that's, you know, they, they got mad and, and canceled it. It says, Kevin Smith didn't pull any punches when discussing the pro wrestling rivalry. He doesn't have a dog in that fight because he just wanted to plug Jane Silent Bob reboot. And it says, we're supposed to go to WWE, me and Jay, the very next day, which was Friday. Uh, was it Friday SmackDown? And then the morning after, because we were on AEW show, it trended. Like, there was a lot of coverage and stuff. So, the next morning, we were told that WWE was like, you can't come anymore. And they canceled us. And they kicked me and Jay out of the show. But it's, but not in a crazy way. They didn't hit us with chairs or anything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, I just find that really weird. That... They got to make a statement, you know? Yeah, really. Okay, so as the guest, you we can talk about uh, – let's see. What do we want to talk about? We can talk about Batwoman. We can talk about Marvel being sued. Uh, Flash. Big change up in the Flash lineup after the crisis, Infinity Crisis. Or we could talk about Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Which one do you want to go? Well, I don't know much about any of that. But, do you have articles on all of it? Yes. We'll do, let's do the Harley Quinn one. Okay. Keep it with the whole theme. Well, yeah, that's why I have like a couple. I have Batwoman and Harley Quinn because it all fits into the the Joker thing. Yeah. It says Birds of Prey. Why Harley Quinn took Batgirl's place on the DC team? Well, that's kind of an easy one because she's popular. I mean, she's you know a known face. Yeah. I just love Margot Robbie's. That's Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey, why Harley Quinn took Batgirl's place on the DC team. More than any other character, Barbara Gordon is the center of the Birds of Prey. When Barbara was paralyzed from the waist down following the events of Killing Joke, Gordon felt cut out from the high-flying life she once lived. Then, 
she eisened her formidable intellect and technological skills to reinvent herself as the Oracle. And the, the proverbial woman in the chair behind Batman's entire operation. And when she wasn't working with the Dark Knight, she united a team of women with gifts who could combat crime and protect the innocent, the birds of prey. However, Barbara Gordon is nowhere to be found in the new upcoming Birds of Prey film. Instead, Harley Quinn seemingly takes her role as the team's center and bringing the team together of the just disenchantized woman to find a value in themselves. And you you were saying you think it was what? Because she's so popular. Like, <clears throat> I feel like if they were going to try to do that movie, because right now we don't have a friend, we don't have right. in love. So had they tried to go that route, they'd have to start the whole franchise over again and take a chance of it not doing well. Like, this would be its own franchise if they didn't add Harley Quinn to it. Introduce a whole new character, but also I think yeah. it, it's it's kind of like people love her. We're, what we live in the time of like the antihero, or or even the uh, you know the bad guys. You know the bad guys are more popular than the heroes right now. I think so. I know. Let's see. So it goes on to say, Barbara Gordon, Barbara Gordon should have a movie by now. As of yet, the character hasn't fully appeared in a live action since the 1960s Adam West series. And I'm glad they canceled it. Uh, let's see. While a version of Barbara appeared in 1997's Batman and Robin, the iteration was Alfred's Alfred's daughter. Not Commissioner Gordon. Actually, it wasn't Alfred's daughter. It was Alfred's uh, niece. Because she called him Uncle Alfred. Yeah. Uh, let's see. When crafting the Dark Knight trilogy, Christopher Nolan deliberately refused to include, include any members of the Bat family outside of the cheeky Easter egg surrounding the character named Robin. Which I absolutely I did not like that part of the movie. You know, at the end of the, of, of the very last one, they're like, what's your real name? He's like, Robin. And the, what was it? The one with Bane, the very last one. I can't remember it. What is it? Uh, Dark Knight Rises, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Following the DC Extended Universe reboot of, with Man of Steel, a Batgirl film was announced and was to be written by, written and directed by Josh Whedon. That would have been good. Although Whedon had an idea for the project, he abruptly left the, the production. Although the project found new screenwriter in Christina Hodson, Batgirl seemingly slipped down the priority list. Without a pre-existing live-action Batgirl, Birds of Prey had an established turn along the way before being able to cast the film. Uh, film could be released, which would have made the selling a lot harder. Well, they, yeah, it could have been released. They could have done it without Bat or with Batgirl, but it, they think it would have been harder. Actually, yeah. <sighs> so and. 
says, ever since Justice League dramatically disappointed the box office, the DC Extended Universe found in a state of semi-content turmoil and shifting plans. While some DC-based movies like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and even Joker performed well at the box office, Justice League cast a shadow of uncertainty around Warner Brothers' DC movies. With that in mind, DC movies need every possible advantage they can get, and Quinn's immediate popularity is a big advantage for Birds of Prey. Despite failing to impress critics, Suicide Squad was a surprise hit. While audiences might have been generally divided by Jared Leto's Joker, they walked away loving Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn before development stated or started in the sequel of Suicide Squad. There's a sequel? Yeah, it's coming out. I didn't know that. More projects surrounding Harley Quinn to begin to surface. I did not know that. Uh, at first, Harley was to appear on Gotham City Sirens, but this film faded away as focus as Birds of Prey, while Harley could be the central star, helping to introduce a whole new roster of women to the team. Due to Birds of Prey low budget, Margot Robbie's star power, it moved forward and fast. Then more special effects heavy like Suicide Squad or Gotham City Sirens. Furthermore, Harley Quinn is currently in a role that would put her in the perfect position to unite the Birds of Prey. Harley works best in a team on screen. Every iteration of her has been featuring working with characters, helping introduce more obscure characters to general audiences. She already did this with Captain Boomerang. So there's no reason she couldn't do the similar thing with Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya is a cop. She's not a superhero. Oh, last I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, Bets, this is our last story of the night before we get into our uh, toy of the week. It is Marvel sued for ripping off X-Men Animators Thong. And here, all this time, we thought it was original. It wasn't. And it's... it's The old X-Men? The, the 1990s X-Men? Yeah, you know, the... Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. No, it was a rip-off. It says... Zoltan... Not a joke. This is how it starts. Zoltan Crisco. Z-O-L-T-A-N. Zoltan Crisco. K-R-I-S-K-O who manages the estate of the late Hungarian composer Gregory Vulcan, V-U-K-A-N, Vulcan, is suing Marvel, Disney, Fox, Apple, Amazon, among many others, for copyright violations pertaining to the theme song of the 1990s X-Men animated series cartoon. Sue. Might as well sue Walmart. And- yeah. Shoot. Target I mean- up in there. <laughs> and I mean, go ahead and, and sue well, the. I want to figure this out. That's what I it's- It says. 
I'm just running slow. Behind the fan favorite cartoon stole intro music from Volcans composed for the Hungarian police comedy thriller Linda, which aired from 1984 to 1991. As you can see from the two videos below, the similarities are pretty uncanny. Now, I'm going to attempt this. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it or not, but I will attempt it. So do you do you think that the, it's it's a ripoff or do you think it's a coincidence? I don't know. It's really similar. It's not identical, but it's close. But being inspired by another song, that's not that's not copyright infringement. It's really close though. Like just, like you heard it, right? Yes. It's, I think it's pretty close. So you think they might have nabbed it? I I don't know if it's like... I don't know. All right, Bets. Let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Um, every week, we always get together and we, we look at really cool uh, toys. Um, you remember Mario? Mario Martinez? Yeah. He got me into collecting action figures he collects a whole uh, he i know he does like predator and halloween and i think he does jason he has a really cool jason mask in his house too mm-hmm. um so that got me into collecting the the nightmare on Elm street figures and i figured it's all part of nerd culture so i added one figure in every week that i find that just really jumps out and because of us who we are we Halloween starts usually towards the end of September to the beginning of November for us. You know, it's it's a whole month-long thing. Yeah. So we're doing our Halloween edition of of Toy of the Week. Now, this week – and I I 
I will turn it around so you can see what it looks like. Um, do you remember Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Yes. And there were three masks that you had to, you could pick from, you know, for, if you were uh, the kid. There was yeah. the pumpkin one, the witch one, and the skeleton one. Remember those? Yes. Yeah. I, I actually remember the pumpkin one. That one really burned in my memory. Well, this week is Halloween 3. I'm turning this around so you can see it. It's Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Let's see. They are eight. Let's see. So Halloween three, Season of the Witch, eight inch scale, clothed action figures. It's a three pack, and it comes with the kid wearing the pumpkin, <laughs> the witch. That's so cool. And. The skeleton. That's pretty cool. Yes. I think anybody that is a, a Halloween fan, even if it's, um, you know, even if they're not big on the season or season of the witch number three, because it really doesn't tie in to Michael Myers. But, yeah, but this is, it's, it's really cool. And, Let's see what the product description says here. It says, It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. From Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, this set is clothed action figures, includes three iconic trick-or-treaters from the 1982 horror film. Each is dressed in a night of fun, and each comes with two interchangeable heads, one with a distinct silver shamrock mask, and the one displaying the effects of the triggered mask. Oh, they didn't show that. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, here. You want me to show that to you, I too? I've seen that. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. These articulated figures stand approximately six inches tall and also mm -hmm. comes with trick-or-treat bags and a TV set accessory. Uh, with a window box packaging. Oh, I, I might actually have to buy this. I, <clears throat> I have yet to, to do that. I might pull the trigger on it. <laughs> um, this one is for a pack of three. And mind you, these are collectors. These aren't just, you know, play toys. Um, they are $49.99 with shipping and uh, handling. And if you pre-order now, and that's another thing that we do, is we always do the pre-order. So if you happen to listen to it like two, three weeks from, from now, there's still a chance to get, you know, get the toy. Um, if you order it, they don't start shipping until January 2020. And that is, again, $49.99. And you get three figures. Two interchangeable heads for each one, the trick-or-treat bags, and the little TV with the pumpkin. You know, the the, the you know, the one in the, the movie yeah. where they're like it's always flashing. You know? Yeah. Three more days till Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> so so check that out. Go to www.entertainmentearth.com. 
and punch in Halloween season three or Halloween three season of the witch eight inch scale clothed action figure three pack, and that's where you'll find it. And again, it's forty nine ninety nine, and it and not even for Halloween, but for anybody that's into the Halloween franchise or somebody that's just into horror films would love this as a gift or buy it for yourself. Why not? All right, bet. Thank you for coming in and, and joining me. Um, I know that there's plans of coming back to California and, and you know, I won't push scene red too quickly on you, but I will eventually. Okay. So if you ever want to come back and nerd out before you come back home, just let me know. It's been fun. Well, I, I suspect when Star Wars comes out, we'll have to do another one of these. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes. I'm so nervous and excited at the same time. Oh, me too. Can't right. wait. Yes. It's going to be fun. I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did air cross. That's, that's why we're laughing. All right, gang. Thank you for coming in this week. And... And join. I haven't talked to my sister. We haven't nerded out in a while, so that that was a little treat for myself as well. Come back next week, and we will do it all over again, and we'll find out what is in the nerd news. And of course, as we continue to do the story of, uh, we're yeah. Oh, I forgot to do one this week. I I've been reading my my horror stories, but. Mm-hmm. This is a special interview, so we skipped that one. So next week, I will do a, another uh, read-through, and then we'll do another Toy of the Week for the Halloween edition. So for My Public Life as an American Nerd, I am David K. Montoya. And I'm Rebecca Illich. And as always, I bid you adieu.